This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray and get into God's word. Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for moving in our midst. Even as we drew near to worship you, Lord, thank you for your presence, that we could enjoy your presence. We could be, we could be in your presence. We could revel in your love. And we could just pour out our worship unto you, knowing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do in our midst this, this morning, the rest of the time. We give it into your hands, Father. We pray that you'll have your way. Father, minister to us, Lord. Minister to your people. Lord, we know where each one of us are coming from. You know our needs. And you have word and season to speak over us. You have the word that can set us free. You have the word that can deliver us. You have the word that can bring us out of our situations, Lord. And we ask of you, Father, today that your, your grace will minister to us, Lord. Meet us in our point of need. Even as your word is being declared over your people, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I said, today is Palm Sunday. And to make it obvious, we put some palm leaves of various shapes on the, in the background. So that you will remember, this is Palm Sunday. Most traditional churches around the world, um, you know, they observe this day in a very special way. When you were driving down to church this morning, you probably would have observed you would have seen how there's a, there's a difference in, in the traffic. There's a change and it's unusual. Uh, because they observe it in a certain manner. And uh, because it falls on the last Sunday of their Lent season. This is the Lent season for many um, traditional Christian churches. And this is the last Sunday before the Lent ends. And uh, so for them it's a very, very auspicious day, so to speak. And um, you know, we, don't, we don't observe it that manner, but we look into God's word and reflect on what this day is about so that we can remember some of the things that we read in the, in the Bible. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, you must understand this happened on the last week, the very last week, uh, just before the, the death and resurrection of Christ. It was a very important week. Say important week. It was a very important week. I would say the defining week. One of the defining uh, days in the life of Jesus Christ, uh, on his, during his earthly life, that is to say, a defining day in the life of Jesus. Something very um, spectacular happened on this day. And we're going to be reading from a few scriptures. I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21. And we're going to read from verse 1 onwards. The, the account of the triumphal entry is found in all four Gospels. You can, see, you can read about it in all four Gospels. And the, the, the three Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, uh, presents in a certain manner. John's Gospel presents in a, a slightly different manner. But it all aligns. It all, uh, you know, it's all in order. It complements each other. It's amazing to study God's word like that. And when you can put this together and, and read and get the whole idea, the whole picture is really beautiful. So if you want to read the other uh, Gospels, the account of the triumphal entry, Matthew 21, Mark chapter 11, Luke chapter 19, and John chapter 12. These are the four chapters in which you will find the account of the triumphal entry. Well, So let's read from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 17. And when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says something to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. Now this took place that what that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted upon a donkey, even upon a colt, the fall, the fall of a beast of burden. 
And the disciples went and did just as Jesus had directed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and laid on them their garments on which he sat. And most of the multitude spread their garments in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. And the multitude going before him and those followed after were crying out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred saying, who is this? Like that question, who is this? Now David was ministering from that, that line. Who is this? It all boils down to that. What's your take on Jesus? Who is he to you? Who is this? And the multitudes were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And Jesus entered the temple and cast out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of bread, but you are making it into a robber, robber's den. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he has done and the children who were crying out in the temple, Children, say children. Now children can make other people jealous. The children can, you have it in you to make the religious nuts jealous. Are all the children listening to me? Can I see the, the eyes of all the children in the church? Yeah? You guys have what it takes to make the religious um, hypocrites jealous. Amen? Because God takes note of your praise. God takes note of your worship. When Karen sings, Jesus is looking at you. And some of the hypocrites are trying all, all that they can. But God is looking at you, Karen. You know that. That's it. God is looking at you when you praise. God is looking at you when you praise, when you worship. It should make some of us uncomfortable here. You must feel a little jealous. The kids are getting all the attention from heaven. But that's the reality. That's the reality. God wants, um, he does not like put on praise. He wants real praise. Huh? Be like little children. That's right. Now our stubbornness and our fake attitude and rebellion and we hide behind some of those disguises and we try to put on a good show before God is not interested in all that. He looks at the heart. Amen. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he had done and the children who were crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they became indignant. This morning I hope you were crying out, making the hypocrites indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said to them, yes, have you, never, have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes, thou who has prepared praise for thyself. And he left them and went out, to the, out, of, the city of, out of the city to Bethany and lords there. Amen. So like I said, this is one of the defining moments in the earthly life of Jesus. Why? For one, it happened in the last week of his earthly ministry. The last week. The last week, just before the death and the resurrection. Just before the passion. It happened just before that. And uh, it, two, you must understand the triumphal entry was the fulfillment of prophecies. Not one. Not two. Not three. Maybe even more than that. No, it, it fulfilled the prophecy by Zechariah. The triumphal entry fulfilled the prophecy by Zechariah, word to word. It fulfilled the prophecy by Daniel. In fact, if you study that chapter, the 70 weeks prophecy, and if you go by the math, you can understand that this is like spot on. Even to the day. That's how accurate that prophecy was. And then when you read uh, Isaiah, you see prophecy about the triumphal entry. 
and even in the book of Psalms, in fact, what they used, the, the, the hymn that they used to praise Jesus was taken, adapted from Psalm. Amen. Save now. The cry of their mouth that day was, save now. Attributing uh, the, the status of a savior to Jesus Christ. They were acknowledging him as a savior king. The, the Messiah who can save them. So the, you know, we find more reasons also for this being a defining moment because the triumphal entry was very sudden and dramatic. Look, think about it. Think about the, the triumphal entry. Now today, if, if today you were to do something like that, you've heard of flash mobs and all. This is like a flash mob. And today if you were to organize a flash mob, which, which, which it will take a lot of money, it'll take a lot of planning, it'll take the, the service of a, an event management company, a PR company, and so on and so forth. You all know what I'm talking about, right? Flash mobs. Have you heard of flash mobs? And when all of a sudden, uh, out of the crowd, few will come and start to, to do a, a work of art, maybe, a, you know, break forth into a song or a dance and get the attention of all the crowd. And slowly by slowly, part of the part, bits and pieces of the crowd will merge with this mob, the flash mob. And this was like that. But no event management company was behind it. No PR agency was recruited for it. Jesus and the disciples went. Jesus said, go and get a donkey and a coal. A call, sorry. A donkey and a foal of a donkey. Go into the village opposite you and there you will find the bees tied. Get it? You know, to get, and look at what all was there. The donkey was there. The, the foal of the donkey was there. You know, there were garments putting, being put on the donkey. There were garments on the floor, on the, on the ground. There were palm leaves being cut. Just to get these many number of palm leaves, we had to think in advance, plan in advance. Just to get the, the right size, the right shape, the right color. We had to plan in advance. But that day, no planning, nothing. Jesus walked into Jerusalem. Everything was ready. The donkey was ready. The foal was ready. The clothes were ready. The, the crowd was ready. Getting a crowd on a Sunday morning. Talk to a pastor about it. It's not easy. I'm telling you from experience. But everything was ready. The crowd was ready. The, the branches were ready. The leaves were ready. And the songs were ready. Hallelujah. The it's like the, they had a band and they were all singing in unison. And now you must understand how supernatural this event was. This is a very supernatural event. The more you understand the nuances, the, the detail of this event, you will realize it was not a small event. That's why the people were so jealous. The, the, the chief priests and the scribes, they were jealous. Because they couldn't handle the attention that this one person was getting. It was unprecedented. You know, people used to throng just to listen to him, to listen to him teach and preach. But never, they never, they have never seen him being presented as, as king. Amen. In the holy city of the Jews, a Jew being presented as a king. And the crowd, the Jewish crowd declaring, Hosanna, save now. Save now, O king. Whether they knew it or not, they were, they were paraphrasing the prophetic utterances of the prophets of old. Even that was supernatural. We are not talking about the, the, the students of the law, uh, you know, uttering it out. We are talking about, you know, the normal people. By the wayside, gathered by the wayside, the multitude by the wayside, declaring or repeating word to word prophetic utterances which were foretold many centuries back. Think about it. Today, if you were to replicate such an event, think about how much, of, how much of money, how much of resources, how much of details, how much of planning. Hallelujah. 
So it was sudden and dramatic and it definitely caused a, a paradigm shift in the perception of the people who were there. And they thought of him in a certain manner. But all of a sudden, there's a new perception that the people have about Christ. They're acknowledging him as king. Till then, it was all about being a teacher, a good teacher, a prophet and all. But now, by their actions, by their utterances, by their praises, they're acknowledging him as the Messiah, the king. Amen. Dramatic. Sudden. It's a paradigm shift. It was not expected like that. For the triumphal entry was the culmination. It was the culmination of the, of the message which Jesus was preaching. What was his message? He preached about the kingdom of heaven. The, king, the kingdom of heaven was being preached. And finally, he presents himself as king of the same kingdom which he preached about. Amen. It was the culmination. He preached about the kingdom and he said, then finally he came into the picture and said, I am that king. The king of this kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So the message of the kingdom was culminating into the presentation of the king of that kingdom. And the, and the days ahead, the, the same king, was the suffering of that king, the passion of that king, The death and resurrection of that same king. Hallelujah. Now I would say it was time to perfection. It was time to perfection. And on that day, the people are ascribing kingship to Christ. Kingship to Christ. It was a fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. It was a fulfillment of... Uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you, know, you, you must look at the, the words in, in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Word to word, you can see that in Matthew 21, 9, 21, 5 and John 12, 15. Word to word. And the incredible thing about this is, Jesus never, he never, say never. He never allowed this to happen prior to this event. He had all the opportunities, if you were to look at his life, his, his ministry, he had numerous opportunities to take advantage of and present himself as king. But when you study the gospels, you will never see, say never, say never. You will ne never see Jesus taking advantage of, uh, of a successful campaign in ministry or a, a great miracle to present himself as king. He never did that. In fact, this is the very first time he always prevented any sort of human intervention. He waited for the divine moment. Say divine moment. Divine. You know, sometimes we tend to go by and we, we tend to be swayed by human intervention. We tend to be swayed by, we tend to be influenced by human intervention. But Jesus, look at Jesus. He was never swayed by any form of human intervention. Instead, he waited for the divine moment. Say divine moment. Say divine moment. Say divine moment. And if you believe this, say, I am waiting for the divine moment. You must wait for the divine moment. Do not be swayed by human intervention. Wait for the divine moment in your life. There are divine moments for you. There are divine moments for you. Amen. Concerning your life, concerning the progress of your life, concerning your ministry. Concerning the details of your life, concerning uh, things that you do, concerning your family, concerning your marriage. You know, there are divine moments in your life and God has planned those divine moments. Hallelujah. It is interesting that after feeding the 5,000, uh, you know, let me see if I have noted it down. Yes, John chapter 6 that is. After feeding the 5,000, he multiplied the five loaves of bread and two fish. Remember that story? That account? Do you all remember that? Do you all remember that? How many people did he feed that day? Say 5,000 men. He fed 5,000 men that day. With what? What did he use to feed them? Five loaves of bread and, and two fish. Right? Five loaves of bread and two fish. 
and how much was how much extra was found the fra- the fragments which were collected how many baskets were full 12 baskets each disciple had to carry one basket they came empty but they when they returned they were carrying each one of them were carrying one basket each what a wonderful miracle that is in fact that is a such a spectacular miracle because it was presented in, in front of 5000 people 5000 men which means much more number of people and you know what happened after that you know the response of the people after that miracle let's read that john chapter 6 14 and 15 john 6 verses 14 and 15 yeah it's on therefore when the people saw the sign which he had performed they said this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world so jesus perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone ayyo jesus wasted a golden opportunity i'm telling you he wasted a golden opportunity they were, it was all set the most spectacular miracle has taken place 5000 people were fed what more can a person ask for in a king than being able to feed the masses today governments are crumbling because they're not able to take care of their people they're not able to provide food and basic needs for the people so governments are crumbling and here is this one man who performed a miracle fed everyone in that huge gathering with just five loaves of bread two fish no more inflation no more scarcity amen no more lack of raw materials or resources It doesn't matter whether the climate is not uh, favorable It doesn't matter that the rains didn't come because as long as this king is ruling over them they will never starve but jesus wasted the opportunity he realized that they wanted to make him king he read their intentions even before they spoke it out he didn't give room for them to discuss about it knowing that they wanted to make him king by using force and you know he he just withdrew from them he went up the mountain why how can he be so short sighted how can jesus just miss a golden opportunity jesus was not carried away by the the moment of glory rather he withdrew from the the acceptance of the people if being the the messiah king was the will of his father say the will of the father what was the will of the father to make him the messiah to be to, he is the messiah he is the king of the king of kings and the lord of lords if that was the will of his father wasn't that a perfect setting for him to take kingship but jesus did not seize that moment it would have been perfect but he just let it go he did not even allow them to negotiate with him or talk about it no discussion allowed he just knew that this was in their mind he withdrew from them and he decided to be alone by himself hallelujah and many we many christians we get swayed by acceptance say acceptance you know we get swayed we tend to get swayed by the popularity that we get amongst people and for us you know that's the opportunity that we must seize we must respond to the the opportunity the only problem is who is deciding the opportunity whether it is opportune or not we decide and we don't we do not let the holy spirit decide whether it is the opportune time or not the setting looked perfect everyone is there a large multitude of people he didn't have to pay for anything his coronation as king could have happened right then right there no need for food also they just were fed 
they were filled that's right they were filled and happy but jesus had, jesus has decided to withdraw from them he went away to be alone hallelujah he wanted to be in the perfect timeline of god the perfect timeline of god and if that man waiting longer he said so be it let's let's read it let's read john chapter 7 um you know that that account when this was the feast of tabernacles and his brothers found him and told him he was in galilee okay he was performing many miracles in in the region of galilee and his his own brothers say brothers his own brothers his own brothers own brothers those in your family that's own brothers that's what it means his own brothers told him why are you staying here let your disciples behold your works which you are doing let, let your disciples in jerusalem let the people let your people see your miracles let your people see your signs and make yourself known publicly after all that's your intent that's what you want to achieve you want everyone to know who you are then why are you in galilee now is a good time there's a time of the feast of tabernacles many jewish people and proselytes they all are going to gather where in the city of jerusalem why don't you go to jerusalem now and present yourself as who you are so that the people can know who you are instead of hiding in this place in this obscure place what do you think it's a good advice right is not an ordinary advice it's not ordinary counsel this counsel came from his very own people it came from his own brothers from within his household what did jesus say john chapter 7 verses 8 and 9 go up to the feast yourselves i do not go up to this feast because my time has not yet fully come having said these things to them he stayed in galilee he refused to go he refused to go now when you look at the the ministry of jesus over and over you will see many times he healed somebody uh, you know with some in from some grave condition some ex- exciting minutes some exciting healing would have taken place and then he will tell that person don't go and tell anybody who i am like that how many voluntary uh, pr workers he lost if you were to take stock the number of people who would have you know publicized for him given him word of mouth publicity and made him reach his destiny faster than he took that's how we think right christ could have reached in what he achieved in 3 and 1/2 years if he was willing to like you know allow them to speak for him and if he was willing to seize the opportunity maybe he could have achieved it in less than 1 year or even less than that because that's the kind of spectacular miracles that he performed but he said no don't tell anybody about this keep this to yourself don't reveal me to the any of anybody else keep this to yourself and when they want to make him king he just withdrew from them and he hid when his brother said go up to jerusalem the most chaotic and the most crowded place right now and present show some signs and miracles so that they will accept you he said no my time has not yet come and you must be able to understand life like that there are times ordained by god the times ordained by god if you're going to jump the gun if you're going to move up ahead of the time which god has ordained you're going to miss what god wants you to do or what god wants you to have now we we tend to go by what we think is right what we feel is right what everybody else is telling us is right but jesus avoided the pressure of stardom he avoided the pull of uh, popularity he was being pulled by popularity he was he was a star he was a celebrity in the town 
but he avoided that he did not want to be swayed or influenced in his timing by any of those things the acceptance and the love that he is receiving from the people he did not want that to get in the in the way of him being able to hear from god and moving in the timeline of god said timeline of god the timeline of god the god has a timeline we call it the prophetic timeline it's a prophetic timeline and you can choose either to be moving in the prophetic timeline of god or moving in your own timeline in the prophetic timeline of god everything is supernatural but in your timeline you're going to you're going to struggle you're going to crawl you're going to beg you're going to buy you're going to steal you're going to borrow but in the timeline of god everything falls from heaven jesus always awaited till his time had fully come and what kind of excuse is that you can go to the field yourselves for you all every time all the time is opportune time but for me my time has not yet come when you walk in the awareness of the timeline of god not every time is your time not every opportunity is your opportunity not every opening is your opening not every offer is your offer not every proposal is your proposal not every association is your association because in the timeline of god everything is prophetic either you are in the timeline of god or you are not there's not a third option are you with me this morning and i'm I, i just know i just know that i know that i know i'm not preaching to everyone this morning but i know that i'm preaching to somebody this morning amen and i know i know that the those who are being those who are hearing this are getting this and i i i wish that all of you can understand what i am saying amen hallelujah he was not led by emotions jesus was not led by emotions because everything was emotional he performed a miracle emotional emotional say emotional the people's emotions went to another level they wanted to make him king right then right there say emotional he was not driven by hormones hello jesus was not driven by hormones not by adrenaline or testosterone no he was not he was driven by the voice of god for him what mattered was the voice of god and what it told him that's why even when his mother said now is your time to go and perform this miracle there's a need wake do something about it he said my time has not yet come what and a couple of minutes later he performed the miracle that was supposed to be done how accurate can a person be hallelujah now in the prophetic timeline of god there is no struggle in the prophetic timeline of god there is a transaction between which eyes can cannot see between the the supernatural realm and the natural realm nobody saw how the water was replaced by wine nobody saw that you know we study about chemical process and this and that but nobody saw what happened when jesus asked them to serve it it was wine but what to do we like to be in the natural timeline of man that applies to our logic that applies to our wisdom that applies to our flesh so we we debate about it we study that we discuss that and we waste our time that's right he makes all things beautiful in his time the timing of god the question this morning is are you in the timeline of god are you in the prophetic timeline of god or are you doing things by your own strength are you getting flustered are you getting frustrated are you getting disappointed because you're not able to see results i'll tell you why you are not going by the timeline of god and there are times when god will tell wait wait it looks like the setting is perfect it looks like this is the moment of coronation for you 
God says, no, not yet. Come, withdraw yourself. Come to me and spend time with me. I will teach you things about the prophetic timeline of God. The prophetic timeline of God. And wait till his time has fully come. Now you may go to places which look absolutely fine or, or be doing things which absolutely all right or associate with people who seem okay. But the account of the triumphal entry is proof to the fact that God's setting is not man's setting. God's plan is not man's plan. Amen. His ways are higher than my ways. Amen. His plans are wiser than my plans. Amen. Now you can decide what you want. You want the higher ways of God, the wiser plans of God, or you want to go by your lower ways which seem right to you. There is a way that seems right to man. But the end of it is destruction. That's right. That's right. A man who's walking in the timeline of God, a man who's walking in close connection and communion with the Father, you know, he doesn't want any man to help him. He was not dependent on any man. He just know. He knows everything is going to fall into place. He knows there's going to be a donkey and a colt. He knows they're going to be, it's going to be tied. And he knows that when the disciples tell that person, uh, this is for the master. The master has need of it. They're going to let it go. He knows the crowd will be ready. He knows that branches are going to be ready. He knows the cloth is going to be ready. He knows the songs are going to be ready. Amen. That's the prophetic timeline of God. Amen. It's all about you being aware of the timing of God and moving in the timing of God. Hallelujah. Now we are, we are so, we are so, we are so rash sometimes. We want to get ahead of the plan of God. Now Jesus never pursued anything short of the Father's will. His Father's perfect will. Say Father's perfect will. And he didn't want anything else. The Father's perfect will. That's what I want. That's what I want. He the Father's perfect timing. That's the timing that I want to know. Hallelujah. Let's read. Uh, Matthew chapter 27 verse 1. When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey. Hallelujah. Look at that. Look at that. What happens when you are walking in the timeline of God? Everything is prophetic. Everything is prophetic. Jerusalem is prophetic. Bethphage is prophetic, Mount of Olives is prophetic, the two disciples prophetic, the village opposite you prophetic, the donkey is prophetic. The donkey is prophetic. You know what looks like, uh, you know, an absolutely useless beast. Just think about it. How many of you will give value to a donkey like that? But you know, this is no ordinary donkey, by, your, by the way. This donkey was spoken about centuries in advance. The prophet opened his mouth to speak about this donkey. This, the mention of this donkey was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now I call this donkey a prophetic donkey. Because Zechariah mentioned about this donkey. Hallelujah. The prophet, prophetic donkey. Prophetic donkey. No ordinary donkey. Now when, when things come under the timeline of God, when you follow the, the, the timing of God, everything is supernatural. Everything is supernatural. Everything is supernatural. Let's read Zechariah chapter 9. In verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation. Humble and mounted on a donkey. Look at that. Look at that. You see that same donkey here? It's the same donkey here. Even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The same donkey. 
the same foal the same donkey say the same donkey the same donkey which zechariah saw you know i i pray this over you that you will be able to see the same things which the prophet saw you will be able to see the same things which the spirit of prophecy saw for you and you will not be content with anything short of that you will not be satisfied with anything short of that hallelujah you know where bethphage is situated is on the slope of mount of olives which faces towards jerusalem and what is interesting here is the disciples were given the most bizarre instruction that they can ever think of go into the village you will find a donkey and the foal of a donkey loosen it and bring it if anybody asks you why tell that person the lord has need of it have you ever tried that out have you ever tried that out is like in today's language it's like asking you you know go into the town opposite kottayam as you enter kottayam go into that town you will see see a car park there okay open the car the key will be there just open the car drive it around you know bring it down if somebody ask you where are you taking this just tell them the lord has need of not need of it you try doing that just try doing that and tell me the result either you are moving in the prophetic timeline of god or you are not in the prophetic timeline of god everything is supernatural it it, it comes to you it is drawn to you it, it the name of jesus was written on that donkey the name of jesus was written on that donkey this belongs to jesus christ amen your name is written on certain things which you need if you walk in the prophetic timeline of god it is yours you don't have to strive about it you don't have to go after it amen there are there are platforms written your name with your name written there are openings with your name written amen there are stages with your name written there are countries with your name written amen there are places with your name written there are people with your name written amen your name is written it's customized for you is made for you and if you can let go of your understanding and your wisdom and your smartness and follow the the prophetic timeline of god by listening to the holy spirit and giving heed it comes to you you don't have to you don't have to um, strive about it you don't have to struggle about it you don't have to sweat it out it is yours it is yours it is yours it's yours it's yours centuries ago it was mentioned that it will come to you centuries ago and i i would take it even back and say even before the foundations of the world were laid hey man it was mentioned it was spoken that this thing should come to you this place should be yours this person should be, be should work with you this person should come to you that opening is yours it was mentioned it was written it was ordained by god decreed by god hey man see striving see striving and know that he is god see striving hey man see striving hallelujah see striving see striving see striving see striving see striving don't get delusioned don't get delusioned amen don't get deceived see striving there are there are things already in place which you probably may not be able to see but it bears your name it bears your name it is yours spiritually you're possessing it already it belongs to you if you can if you can move in sync with the timing of god it comes to you you don't have to sweat you don't have to strive you don't have to run after it you don't have to manipulate things amen plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness that's right now what's it that you want to see you want to see plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness or you want to see the the end of your labor the end of your striving what is it what is it that you want to see in life what's it that you want to achieve in life the fruit of your smartness the fruit of your endeavors 
For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to bring you to an expected end. Hallelujah. Did they go into the village? Yes. Did they find the donkey and the colt? Yes. Did they untie them? Yes. Did they encounter questions? Yes. Did they answer as they were told? Yes. Did they complete the mission? Yes. Let's keep reading. They took, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. Look at that. This took place. The untying of a donkey. The untying of a donkey took place to fulfill what was spoken of by the prophet. What looks like a very insignificant act in the kingdom took place because it was spoken by a prophet. And it looked very insignificant. A donkey and a colt was untied, loosened and brought to Jesus. But the Bible says this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey. This is that donkey. Amen. Hallelujah. Now some of you are, some of you are sorted in life. You know why? Because you have received what God has spoken prophetically over you. Now you have not strived for it. You have not strived for it. Now your house is not a, I hope that you can testify that my house was not, not the product of my striving. My vehicle was not the product of my striving. My marriage was not the product of my striving. My job was not the product of my striving. My ministry was not the product of my striving. I hope you can testify. I walked in the timing of God. It just opened. Things opened. Things just happened. I don't know how. I don't know why. You know, I just did. I untied the donkey and I said, the Lord has need of it. And the people said, okay, take it. Take it. It's yours. It's yours. Hallelujah. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road. I'm telling you, all those coats, all those garments, is all prophetic. Say prophetic. Every coat that was laid on the ground that day, that was laid on the donkey that day, it was all made not by the will of man, but by the will of God. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting this. And, uh, you must be able to take hold of things and be confident. This came to me because it's the will of God. Your cloth came to me because it's the will of God. Your vehicle came to you because it's the will of God. Yeah. Amen. Your connections came to you because it's the will of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And all these garments that were laid, it all was made, not because, not because man just decided to, to stitch it, not because some uh, fashion company decided to manufacture it. No, it was made with the purpose of God because one day it's going to be used in worship for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Prophetic garments. Garments of praise. Now you know where it came from. Garments of praise. These were garments of praise. Amen. Literally, garments used to praise God. Hallelujah. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowds going ahead of him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Save now, son of David. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Hosanna. Save now. Save now. Save now. Save now. Like what David was saying this morning. And it, it didn't take much before the save now was changed into crucify him. It didn't take much before the save now. Never go by the excitement that the people are showing. Never go by, never be swayed by what you see. Amen. Jesus knew that this is to fulfill the prophecy. This is not for him to keep. 
the same people who say cry out save now are going to be the same people who who might say crucify him the king was reduced to a a criminal the king was reduced to a criminal in just a span of few days a few days 3 to 4 days that's it the king was reduced to a criminal a hated criminal hallelujah now things can happen in your life to fulfill prophecy amen don't get swayed don't get excited just know that you're walking the timeline of god amen hallelujah if the crucifixion happens then the resurrection also has to happen because that also is the timeline of god amen that also is in the timeline of god hallelujah and never pitch your tent when something happens okay i became king and you tell everybody i became king you know what i became king the people the jewish people finally accepted me as king change in plan i don't need to go to the cross because i just became king they accepted me as the messiah no it was to fulfill the prophets but there is more to be fulfilled by the prophets i'm going to yield myself my time concerning all those things will come to pass and finally when all is done and everything is said and done i'm going to come out of the grave and stand victorious in the same zechariah who prophesied about the coming of jesus christ into jerusalem riding on a donkey also prophesied about his coming his rule amen is going to rule the nations is going to rule the world amen the timeline of god and we are so stuck with what we see with our eyes we are so stuck with what we understand with our small brains but you must understand there's a prophetic timeline of god and if you can attach yourself to the prophetic timeline of god everything about your life will make sense you drink a cup of cold water will make sense in the spiritual realm you wearing a cloth will make sense in the spiritual realm you, you smiling at somebody will make spiritual sense you shaking hands will make spiritual sense amen you having coffee with somebody can make spiritual sense hallelujah you mentioning a name just calling out a name can make sense if untying a donkey can make so much of sense and saying one sentence after that can make so much of sense hallelujah think about it 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 the lord wants to change your perspective about your about your own life he wants to change the way you look at your own life and move in the timeline of god do not be distracted by anything move in the timeline of god the timing of god that you may walk in the the fullness of his plans plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness good works good works which are prepared beforehand that you must walk in them amen you must be able to walk in the the good works which god has prepared for you beforehand and today we are trying to 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 conceive today we are trying to conceptualize some good works so that we can work in them if you can spend one quarter of that energy in finding out the good works which god has prepared prepared for you your life will be so much more easier hallelujah the hours that you spend trying to plan out something to scheme out something to design something if you can spend just a fraction of that in prayer listening to the 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 timeline of god lord tell me what i'm supposed to do where i'm supposed to go who i am supposed to meet what i am supposed to untie what i am supposed to declare the crowds going ahead of him and those who followed him were shouting hosanna to the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord Hosanna in the highest. You know, when this happened, you must understand this. When this happened, his own disciples had no clue what was happening. Do you know that? Let's turn to John chapter 12. In verse 16. Okay, let's read from verse 14 onwards. And Jesus, finding a young donkey, sat on it. as it is written fear not daughter of zion behold your king comes sitting on a donkey is called these things his disciples did not understand at the first but when jesus was glorified then they remembered that these things were written of him 
and that they had done these things to him. So they, they were just moving him because it was, everything was so effortless. Everything was so effortless. It was not the product of their thinking or their planning. The disciples did not plan the previous night, okay, how are we going to plan this triumphal entry? Let's all sit together. We're going to plan for the triumphal entry. This is the most defining moment in the life of Jesus. Let's plan something. Let's come out with some plans. No, they didn't do all that. So when, they when these things happened, they had no clue what was going on. But they were just flowing with the prophetic timeline of God. If you can stand and be swayed by the Holy Spirit, you can just flow in the prophetic timeline of God. And maybe sometime later, you'll realize these things were written. These things were spoken. And it's happening just like that. And in your book, were all written. The days that were ordained for me. What do you want in life? What do you want in life? You tell me, what do you want in life? You want the, the things, the details written in the book which are ordained by the God in heaven? Or do you want to write your own script? In your own script, this account, like I said, will have a PR agency, will have um, event management company, will have so much of money, uh, you know, it will have so much of resources, and so much of time for planning, and this and that and everything. But when God is, when God is allowing His timeline to come to pass, and you just allow that to happen in your life, the details are so marvelous. You know, it goes beyond what you have thought, what you have asked or imagined. God is able to do exceeding abundantly, more than all that you ask or think, according to the power According to the power that works within us. Amen. He's able. Say he's able. He's able. God is able. The ability of God will bring to pass, will cause things to manifest in your life, which will blow your minds. It will blow your minds. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no has entered the heart of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. Let your pursuit be the pursuit of God. Let your pursuit be the pursuit of the things of God. Let your pursuit be after the timeline of God. Let your focus be the timeline of God. The timeline of God, not the favor of man. Don't run after the favor of man. Don't run after the favor of man. Don't run after the acceptance of man. The favor of God. The favor of God. The timing of God. And that is most important, the timing of God. The whole, when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, who is this? You know, when you move in the timeline of God, your, your, your achievement would have been, a few people would have taken notice of you. But when you walk in the timeline of God, the Bible says, the whole city was moved. The whole city was stirred. And they were all asking, who is this? Who is this? Let people ask relevant questions about you. Let people ask relevant questions about you. Let people ask relevant questions about the most relevant question in the planet. Who is Christ? Who is this person? Amen. You cannot get any more relevant than that question. May people ask relevant questions about you. May, may you be known in the circles that God has designed for you. May you be introduced and revealed to the places that God has designed for you. Effortlessly. Not because you strived about it. Not because you planned for it. Not because you consulted somebody for it. But because you are walking and moving in the timeline of God. May you enter your zone which God has marked for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And let, let the people that you come across, let them ask, who is this? Who is this? Let them be taken back by surprise seeing the anointing that you carry. Amen. Let them, be, let them be bewildered by the power and the authority over you. Why? Because you are prepared for this prophetic time. Amen. Everything is prophetic. Everything is prepared, prepared for you. When you are moving in the prophetic timeline of God, everything is prepared for you. 
Amen. You will not be in, 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 in lack. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. God is able to give, make, make all grace abound toward you. That always having all sufficiency in all things, you will have an abundance for every good work. You will never be found in need. You will never be found in need. If you're walking in the, in the time of God, you will never be found in need. You will never be found lacking. You will never be found lacking. And if you try to jump the gun, if you try to move up ahead of what God has for you and try to, you know, try to overtake the plan of God and try to do things by your own strength and according to your own wisdom, you will be found in need. You will be found lacking. There will be no donkey to untie. There will be no colt to untie. There will be no people to spread their clothes. There will be no branches. Hallelujah. Because all those things that you need in life are prophetically aligned for you. It's all prophetically aligned for you. It's all the, it's all the product of the, the mouth of God. It's all the product of the mouth of God. The voice of God has created things for you. The timing of God. The most important thing. The most important sense that you need to have. The most important sense that you need to have. Am I walking in the timing of God? Am I in sync with the timing of God? Timing of God. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. This event was time to perfection. Time to perfection. It could not have happened any day, any day earlier. It could not have happened any day later. It was time to perfection. Amen. Because everything was aligned. Everything was aligned. Everything was in readiness, in preparation to usher in the King of Kings. You know, like that scripture that says, the, the ancient of gates, be lifted high. Be lifted high, O ancient doors. Be lifted high, O ancient gates. Let the king of glory come in. Amen. And that's what happened on that day. Everything was lifted high for the king of glory to come in. Everything was prepared for the king of glory to come in. Amen. When he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred saying, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? And the crowds are saying, this is prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Prophet Jesus. Prophet Jesus. Now you might, it might seem like a, a small title, but for all the things that happened, that was an apt title. That was prophet Jesus. Because everything was prophetic. Everything was prophetic. So even, the, even they didn't know why they said that it's prophet Jesus. They just said it's prophet Jesus of Nazareth. You're a prophet. You're a prophet. You're a prophet. Not because you prophesy, but because you move in the prophetic timeline of God. Because you, you know what it is to be done. You know what is the time now. You know, you, you can discern the, the, the times and the seasons. You can discern the epochs. You can discern the climate. And many times we miss out on what God wants us to have because we are not aware. This sense is, is not nurtured in us. This sense is not nourished in us. And we miss out. We miss out. So when we are supposed to have the donkey, we'll have to walk on, on, on barefoot. When we are supposed to hear some song, there'll be silence. When we are supposed to have the, the leaves and the branches, we'll have nothing. Hallelujah. Why? Because we missed the prophetic time of God. And God desires that you move in this time, in His time, because He makes all things beautiful. In this time. Amen. Do not miss out. Do not miss out. Do not miss out. Do not miss out. Tell your neighbor, do not miss out. Do not miss out. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your, your presence in this place. Thank you for speaking to us so clearly. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for 
your patience thank you lord that there's so much for us to learn so much for us to understand the triumphal entry is no small account in your in your word there's no small account in your word it carries the power of god it shows us the details of principles from heaven it is not your will that we miss out on the things which look irrelevant seemingly irrelevant but which are very relevant in your eyes you are not you you don't want us to walk in want you don't want us to walk in lack but you want have, for us to have an abundance for every good work lord i pray that you will sharpen our prophetic insight you will sharpen our your sense of god's timing that we may walk in sync with the timing of holy spirit the timing of heaven because you are our god who will back us strongly supporting those who fear you those whose minds are stayed on you you will strongly support us we don't want to miss out on that support we don't want to miss out on what god has for for us we pray lord that you'll help us help us help us help us we pray help us we pray help us we pray let there be clarity 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 in our vision clarity in our thoughts conviction in our actions firmness in our footsteps a confidence that we are walking in your timing cause us to know your timing help us to be like jesus who followed your time who didn't do things because it was not at his time and who did things only when he knew that it was his time causes to be like that to be in that place thank you father thank you lord for everything that you have in store for us even through this week minister to us we pray guide us lead us help us to walk in your time in your timeline to be aware of what you are doing what you have prepared for us lord beforehand that we may walk in them may the grace of god guide us for your name's sake for your name's sake name's sake cause us to walk in the paths of righteousness thank you lord for everything in jesus name we pray amen hello this is nisha dilakoshi i'm sure this podcast has blessed you Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.